Welcome to Learning It's Personal, a podcast of the Winston-Salem Office of Personalized Learning. Today's episode is our third podcast for the 2019-2020 school year. The Personalized Learning team adopted the theme of every student seen, heard, and empowered. But what does that really mean? For me, um, it means intentionally building relationships with kids um, so that I know what they're thinking and, and just how they work. And I can think of two situations where I really put in a lot of effort on the front end to make this happen. The first was intentionally sitting down with different tables at lunch, having conversations that weren't school related. And the second was sitting at the entrance of the pod door every morning and kids would walk in and I would I would just make an effort to pull individual kids off to the side and have a quick conversation, which was mostly me just asking a question and letting the kids talk. It is important to build those relationships with individual students. And the time that I found that to be easiest in my classroom schedule was a time during the day during sustained silent reading. It was the student's job to be very independent and focused on themselves during that time. And so that's when I would pull them aside and have small group time. Sometimes they were skill conferences. Sometimes it was specific reading lessons. But a lot of time, it was just the time when they got to jokingly come into my office, we would say, (laughs) and they knew that that was a time that you did not interrupt and they knew that that was a time that they could talk with me and that started some relationships that, you know, eventually helped them make growth in different areas. So yeah, I think the key thing that both of you guys have said is that relationships are key. And so for me, the idea of seeing, heard, and empowered, and the idea of every student seeing, heard, and empowered is that we don't have students that fall through the cracks, that every student in that classroom, we make an intentional effort to get to know them. And I think the most basic way that we do that is that we make time to talk to students. So with that idea in mind of actually taking time to talk to students, we're going to hear from Jalen, and he's going to explain a time that he felt heard in the classroom. My name is Jalen. I am a junior now, but during my experience, I was a sophomore. And the teacher that really impacted me, he teaches um, civics and economics honors, and he made us voice our opinions and talk about what we thought the class should be about and how the class should go throughout the year and the semester. My experience was impacted by him helping us and conferencing with us. He helped us set goals in the beginning of the class so that we all knew a path that we were going to go on and our journey through the semester. He wanted us to do the best that we possibly could in that class and he pushed us to do to get the best out of us no matter what. And now we're gonna hear from a biology teacher at Mount Tabor, Andrea Ballesteri. 
Okay, so one of my goals for this year was to have um, student-led conferences to help um, increase student agency so that they would have um, more of a feeling that they were responsible for what they were doing in their learning. And um, I envisioned having these, you know, um, really formal conferences during class time in, in small groups and this size of the class and just the stuff that was going on, it got a little, you know, out of control that way. So what I've been doing is just kind of casual conferencing during class, but having them come in before or after school for their conferences. And it just seems to work a lot better because I don't have to deal with classroom management while I'm conferencing. I can do a short, you know, three minute conference, um, even with more than one student that are having the same type of issue and then, you know, let them know that they need to come in before or after school or at lunchtime for something more specific. And I, that's really been been working a lot. And also um, pulling the parents in, um, calling them up and um, giving them ideas of how they can support their students as well. And they've been really, really receptive to that. So I feel like it's been working um, even though it didn't go off the way that I expected it to. <laughs> How do you feel that this has empowered students? Um, I think that they just feel like they can, they don't feel as helpless when they're not doing well. I, I think some kids just, they start to feel helpless, like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm just lost here. I'm just not going to be able to get this all together. And I feel like they feel like they have a roadmap to how they can actually be successful because, you know, they, they, we've talked about it and they know that they can come in before or after school and, you know, talk some more about it. And, um, you know, a lot of times they don't really need that much guidance, but once they get on the path, they can just, you know, take it up for themselves, so. What are some key things that you discuss while conferencing? Um, well, when we look at what's not going well, sometimes instead of trying to do the thing that's not going well, we get some alternatives. So like, for example, in honors biology, we have these I can statements um, that the students have to describe for each unit. And for some of the kids, it's just really difficult for them to interpret those and, um, you know, flesh out what um, we need from them for those projects. And some of them just need an alternative assignment. Even though it is their major honors honors project, some of them need something that's just broken down, you know, a little bit more accessible for them. And that's been able to help them to feel that they can at least turn in a project that they can do on their own and not have to feel defeated by the um, projects that they're just really, really struggling with. We've heard from a high school perspective. Now let's hear about conferencing in the elementary schools. Hi, my name is Vandy Neelands, and I'm a kindergarten teacher at Clemens Elementary, and I chose student-led conferences as one of my PL goals this quarter. I chose this goal because I felt like it was important for children to take ownership of their own learning, and with standard-based grading, it seemed to fit very well. I started out with having the children talk about what they were good at and what they were not good at by self-evaluating to kind of get them to understand what the expectations were and what they needed to know at the end of the year, even what they needed to know at the end of the quarter. My hope is with practice and guidance and modeling and support, by January they should be able to have their own conference guided by themselves with their parents. This is important to me because I feel as if they would take ownership of their learning. 
A parent doesn't want to hear from the teacher as much as they want to hear from their own child. We have all said to our own children, how was your day at school? What did you learn? And usually they have no answer. This will help the students and the parents to make better connections and understand what they are learning in school. They will get to see the joy on their child's face when they know they've accomplished something. To me, this is important because it's a foundation for the rest of their school career. They will be taking responsibility for all of their grades and their actions and their learning from this point on. So we've heard from a high school teacher and we've heard from an elementary school teacher. Let's take a moment and hear from a middle school teacher. We're going to hear from Tracy Landreth, a math teacher at Kennedy Middle School. Hello. We uh, conducted student-led conferences for several reasons. Um, one of them was to give students more ownership of uh, what they're doing in school and so that they have a voice when, when they're talking to their parents or anyone about how they're doing with their academics um, or um, just socially in school also. Uh, the, the topics we discussed during student-led conferences were we, did, we had students talk about grades for each of their classes and their strengths and weakness in each class. Um, based on the standards for that class, also how they're doing socially and behaviorally in the classes, and um, students also had goals that they set for themselves, um, either whether it was um, for their grades or behavior. And um, they talked about their strengths and weaknesses for each of those. Um, how did we prepare students? We used our enrichment time to help prepare students. Um, we have uh, about half an hour, 45 minutes in the day uh, that students can spend doing uh, makeup work, um, study skills, iReady, things like that. So we spent um, a good chunk of the time preparing during enrichment. Some of it was class time too, um, but um, we had a, a Google Doc where students could go to for each class and go in and put in their grades and their strengths and weaknesses and the, the teacher of that class could go in and check to make sure that the student is, student is on the right track. So it was very helpful to have it electronically. The first year we did it on paper and it was kind of confusing trying to get it to the different teachers, making sure students didn't lose it. So we decided to go electronically the next year and, and I think that helped a lot. Um, advice that I have is, is definitely to start early and be always thinking about um, resources that, that students can add to the student-led conferences and always having students be thinking about um, how they're going to communicate their goals and what they're doing um, to parents or anyone else they might be um, communicating with. Um, also having for parents that can't make it, um, possibly having staff members that can help to um, have students give their student-led conference to someone, whether it's their teacher or having uh, a support person at the school be available. So if a student wants to um, give their conference to them, they can. And also, uh, for us, doing electronic was definitely a big help um, because we were able to just quickly get to those documents when we needed it. We didn't have to worry about students losing it for those that have trouble keeping up with things. 
um, and we could just um, from one conference to the next we could kind of copy and paste what we needed and fix what we needed also so it was easy to do that also. Okay so let's take a minute and debrief what Jalen and our teachers shared. What I heard was understanding the why in our work as teachers was an important message from these people that we heard from. Um, what resonated with me was student-led student conferences help to build agency and ownership. Yeah, I think all too often in education we get bogged down with so, so much, like there's so much a, coming at a teacher at one time that we forget the why. And the why really is what propels the work. And so I think you're exactly right. I think one of the things that really stood out to me was we had a teacher from high school, one from early elementary school, and then one from middle school. So you can do this at any age. So I think you, teachers just need to be really strategic in how they scaffold. This is just like any other activity you do in the classroom. It takes modeling and support for students to be able to really talk about their learning. And what will work for a kindergartner might not be the same process or support that you put in place for a high school, but they need support nonetheless. And I, I see teachers getting uh, kind of bogged down with the time management piece and them thinking, I don't have enough time to get this in. And I feel if you're intentional, um, you can you can build build this in with stations. You know, if kids are working on stations, you can pull them in or classwork. Or if you have an E period, an enrichment period, you can even do it at lunch. Bottom line, be creative. Um, if it's important to you, you're going to find time through intentional planning. Absolutely. I used to try to pull kids. Like if I did a spiraled review when I knew a kid had mastered that, that, that was a time I could pull them. Or during independent project work or things like that. Like, Five to ten minutes to do a conference isn't going to be too detrimental one way or the other. So I think you're right. If, if you really want to make it work, you're going to find the time. No matter what the time it takes, I think the benefits of the student being heard and engaging and taking ownership as a result of feeling like they've been listened to will outweigh any negatives that giving up a little time would would have. Absolutely. So I think you've heard from students and teachers and the PL team. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you can always reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to sit and brainstorm. But really, this is all about empowering students and having them feel like they have a place in that classroom and that they're heard and that you know them. Thanks for listening to Learning. It's personal. We look forward to talking with you soon.